You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. The question has always been, is the dark side stronger? We've asked it time and time again. Thankfully, I have an expert dark side user here to set the record straight. We have Alice from Force Toast Podcast joining us in hyperspace. Alice, the question is, is the dark side stronger? Well, hello there. I was supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. So... There we go. There you go. Okay. So you so you were once on the light side. Now you've joined the dark side. Uh, what's going on? I mean, I think I, I think I'm gonna go full on uh, post Clone Wars Ahsoka and just get those white sabers out. That's good. That's hardcore. I mean, I like that. And actually, that's not something I had in the dock. But now that you bring that up, that was a we're we're gonna be talking about D23 today and all the stuff that happened at the expo, but. I missed that. I didn't even put that bullet point in here. We got an image of Ahsoka, didn't we, this past weekend? Oh, shit. Yeah, I think so. We yeah. got something about the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, which which looked awesome. So, but uh, anyways, we've, I mean, Alice uh, from, from Force Toast, uh, we we met, can I, can I tell folks just how we met? Is that okay? Yeah. Just yeah. a quick reminder? Okay. I, I mean, from what I recall, it's. I'm really Twitter stupid and ignored you for two months because I got confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, that's probably my fault. <laughs> I'm, you talk about being, uh, you know, social media illiterate. That's definitely that's my calling in life. Uh, but no, we we uh, we actually met at Celebration, Star Wars Celebration, which was great. Uh, you and Laura are are amazing people and have just taken off with with uh, in, the, in the podcasting verse. And uh, I finally was able to get Alice over here. We've been talking on Twitter, going back and forth. I've been seeing all of your 
your reactions to the stuff that ha- that happened this weekend. Uh, you guys recently released an episode. Was that today? Uh, Tuesday? Yes. We're, we're recording on Tuesday. Forced okay. Toast Tuesdays. Yeah. Hashtag that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So you guys definitely need to check that out. <laughs> Did you guys cover uh, the, everything at the expo? You went over kind of your... Uh, yeah, we went over the basics and... Um, a lot about Kenobi. We revamped our intro song in a very special way to commemorate Ewan McGregor oh my and God. my love for him. And um, yeah, covered a little bit of uh, everything. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't get a chance to listen to that this morning. It was on my. It was queued up and ready to go, and I, I got carried away. So I'll have that uh, little treat for me uh, in the morning. So that'll be great. Um, but so. Today we have kind of like a, a little bit of an order here. We want to talk about a couple things. We want to talk about The Mandalorian first. Then we want to talk about Kenobi. All right. Um, and, uh, and then after that we'll, we will talk about The Rise of Skywalker as well. So, Oh, well, we, uh, we, we got some. Sorry, I added two more things just in case you wanted to add them in somewhere. What do you got there? End of Resistance? Yeah, Resistance Season 2 is the final one, and it's going to end in December. Yeah. Thank God. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I have not seen it. Can I admit that? I haven't seen it. It's perfectly okay. Um, okay. Uh, shameless plug here. Okay. Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour, I believe the first, or I believe episodes, somewhere starts around five, few in a row. I do snarky recaps where you just say things that are factual in a nitpicky way about the episodes. Um, I found a lot of it to be just filler. The last three episodes were fucking awesome. Like, I was so impressed. Okay. And, well, I wouldn't say so impressed. I guess my expectations were pretty low after, like, what, the first 18 episodes. But, um... Definitely, it picks up the last three, and the trailer for it looks amazing. I know a lot of people are pissed off that season two is the end, but to me, that makes sense, because if the timeline with the Resistance, if it would go past the Rise of Skywalker, where everything, you know, spoiler alert, the good guys are going to win, I'm sure, (laughs) Um, if it, like, went past that, that would be kind of awkward, you know, like... We're matching the timeline. Oh, look, Rise of Skywalker. Good guys win. Let's rebuild the Republic. So what are they going to show on Resistance? Like, Habitat for Humanity? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, I just don't... I I don't see where else it would go, and I'd rather them wrap it up sooner than later and hopefully not have as many just filler flop episodes. Yeah, gotcha. So help me out a little bit, because... The season one, when does it take place, like in the timeline? It starts. So it's actually debatable because at the, um, at I think the main panel on Friday night for Star Wars, they had a whole graphic in the background that was a timeline. And it was a timeline, each notch was a year, and every single movie or TV show pointed to a different notch so you could see where it's at. Now, the ones for, um, the ones for, like, somewhere, like, half, half-seas marks, which okay. was a little confusing, 
But the one for Resistance, I believe, put it a year, it started a year before The Force Awakens. And season one ends right after the Hosnian system is blown up. Okay. So, but I, I want to say there was something somewhere that said it started six months prior to The Force Awakens. So it's it's slightly before. And when we leave off of season one, Hosnian Prime went boom and, or the Hosnian system in general, I guess, mm-hmm. just went boom and then they hopped into hyperspace. So, I, you know... By the time they pop out of there, it's basically going to be the time after The Last Jedi. And per that graph, um, with the little ticks for every year, per that graph, Mm -hmm. Rise of Skywalker is going to be a year after The Last Jedi, which shocked me, to be honest, because Mm -hmm. I thought they'd need a lot more time to build up a, you know, I think it's going to be the rebellion and not the resistance anymore. But I thought they'd need more time than a year. Um, so I was really fucking shocked yeah. about that. Um, but it like it. I, I don't know. I just I I kind of think it's going to be ending at the right point. You know, it's yeah. one ish year before the Force Awakens. Force Awakens and Last Jedi are about the same time ish. And then you have another year before Rise of Skywalker. Okay. See, <clears throat> that makes more sense now because I honestly did not know when Resistance was taking place. And so I kind of – I was a little confused, you know, as to why it was only two seasons. But now that you tell me that, that makes a lot more sense just with the with the gaps that you have or the working around the films uh, when, you know, you, you would you would put that second season and maybe, maybe end it. I mean, I thought for some reason it, was, it started uh, several years maybe – uh, before, Mm-mm. yeah, I just for some reason I didn't get into it. I don't know why. Uh, I'm definitely going. It's to. hard. Yeah, I just no. I don't know. It it, it looks cool. I mean, I I don't uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I got to get into it. I, yeah. Rebels had me still just uh, you know I'm still reeling from everything that took place there. So you know, wondering where as 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 Bridger's at. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but yeah, to me, there's just like a handful of episodes in season one that are like the shit that you should watch, yeah. especially the last three episodes. But you have to see a few of the other ones in order to understand those. Um, but like I said, I think there's just way too much fluff in it. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll get on that. Uh, I'll make sure Matt uh, Matt Starwin is 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 all over it. He. Uh, uh, he and by the way, I think he's a little he's he's a little jelly. He's he's on that West Coast time, so he just can't. I mean, I'm like, man, midweek like that's like recording at midnight <laughs> with him, you know? So totally. <laughs> uh, so he was he wanted to say hello and and told me to tell you hello, uh, and he will be back with us uh, here soon. So all of our listeners, if you're wondering where has Matt been the last couple episodes, he is around. Uh, he is out doing his own thing. You know, the outcast breaks down from time to time, so. <laughs> He's he's got he's got to work on uh, work on the ship, get the maintenance done. Now, <laughs> you have uh, one more. Uh, what's what's your what's your second point here before we jump into the other? Uh, oh, the other little tidbit is Clone Wars. They have told us is going to be 2020, not 2019, which makes perfect business sense. And people were arguing it was going to be 2019. And my kick-ass co-host, Laura, who couldn't make it tonight, mm-hmm. um, we both like being right, and we've been saying 2020 for a long time. Yeah. And now it's confirmed, so we can <laughs> revel in our correctness. Nice. Okay, good. As good. we do. 
so and again, I, 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 uh, Brun, I said I brought an expert on here. So, what is uh, like this this uh, Clone War season that, that that we have? Is it stuff that Dave Filoni and those guys had kind of penciled out beforehand, and they just sort of, you know, you remember how they they wrapped up Clone Wars and it was it was prematurely and stuff? Is this stuff that they had already? Pencil down. Do we do do we know? Was there any news on that as to what it's going to be about, or, or whether they have? Um, you know, you know, I'm not sure exactly to be honest, but the cancellation was pretty sudden. So mm-hmm. we have that extra season that had originally shown up on Netflix. That was, I think, more like finishing stuff they've already started. And maybe that was because of animation. Don't hold me to anything I'm about to say, by the way. Um, But then I think there were probably some storyboards written about where things would go. Uh, For example, Dark Disciple was turned into a book. That was something planned, but because of the cancellation, couldn't happen. I see. Um, I remember reading somewhere that so Ahsoka makes some friends in kind of the Coruscant underground and it's two like chick twins and I just remember somewhere saying well hey when they were originally talking about this wasn't it like a guy friend you know or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or something um, so I feel like for the most part it was the general ideas were there it's just there wasn't any execution apart from like this would be cool what if we went in this direction yeah but don't hold me to it i'm not gonna swear by it by any means that's okay we don't have a caravan of corrections on this show so we we say things boldly and move on and never come back (laughs) fair enough oh yeah fair enough okay that's cool yeah i i remember i was in um orlando uh for let's see the uh, leading into the last jedi that celebration in, in orlando uh the 40th and they had uh, there was a, a panel uh, where, where where dave this is before they announced anything was talking about some of this leftover uh stuff that he had from the clone wars just different mm-hmm. little uh snidbits he was going over some oh gosh like storyboards and, and things and it was really interesting just to sort of see not what was left over but other things that he just hadn't got. Well, I guess I mean things that we didn't see and we hadn't seen in the in the actual series. So mm-hmm. uh, it was cool to see later on that, that he was setting something up there and that they were they're bringing it back. So yeah, know, Dave Filoni is like a super funny dude. Did you see any of the panels he was on, like the no. Clone Wars panel or? Um, well, I guess that was the Clone Wars panel on the stage. Yeah, I don't know. He's a really wacky funny dude who knows what comes out of his brain like i there's literally no telling if he like comes up with some epic story that he just thought of or if he just stores things you know it's like a squirrel getting ready for winter i i don't know well, I mean, look at the end of... Well, yeah, you're right. Look, like, like the end of Rebels, I mean, some of that stuff is, is wild. It's it's challenging. You know, the the world between worlds and stuff. I mean, there's just some some crazy stuff that I never thought we would... Never thought we'd go that direction. And, and uh, I, I, I always say one of the coolest things I ever heard George Lucas say, or um, I heard George say it, and then I heard Dave talk about what George had said to him, which was to not be afraid. Um, you want to bring Darth Maul back? Do it. 
You want to do these other things? Go for it. Don't be afraid. Um, so that's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's kind of it's like the mentality uh, that that George was pushing with with that group. So it just yeah, he's he's cool. I, I'm super happy too. Now, actually, speaking of Dave, this helps us transition a little bit into uh, the Mandalorian. Wasn't Dave? And and John Favreau are they're like friends, right? I mean, we saw that at Celebration that they they talked about their relationship a little bit and the sharing of information over the years, right? Yeah, they definitely have a good rapport, and I think what it is. So I refer to George Lucas as G Lou because I think it just sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm just like stuck in the '90s and or early 2000s. Nothing wrong and with that. That's I'm good. all about Jenny from the block, you know. Yeah. Um. So it seemed together they had a really good rapport. And in my mind, like, Dave Filoni is kind of the offspring isn't the right word. I don't know what it is. But, like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of the, you know, the apple falling from the Jilu tree. Yeah. Right? So anyone who's interacting with him that's as close has, like, to the original stuff you're going to get. And I, I loved... Jilu, like I'm a prequel enthusiast mm-hmm. to the death. Mm-hmm. I will argue my way around anything. I don't care what it is, or if I don't make sense, that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> but I think he had a lot of knowledge, probably from working with George for so long, about kind of the the Western feel, the why. Yeah, we found out that Boba Fett will not be in the Mandalorian. Thank God. Wow. No offense if you like him, but he annoys me. So, um, <laughs> you know, Filoni's kind of like the go-to person for like the pure Star Wars knowledge base, I feel like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, so I did not hear that that little tidbit. Boba Fett's not in this at all. Okay. That's confirmed? Wow. I think it was confirmed. But also, Boba's not a Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like, he wears Mandalorian armor. Okay. But he isn't one. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, and I don't know if this is Legends or canon, but I think that maybe Jango was adopted by a Mandalorian, and that's why he has the armor. Or maybe he was trained by some Mandalorians. Really? And that's how he got the armor. Don't hold me to it. Again, it could be Legends. It could just be some bullshit I read (laughs) that is, like, (laughs) Uh, like... general fuckery but um you know boba a is a clone b his like dad jeans person is not actually a mandalorian and just has mandalorian gear so that's what always bothers me when people are like oh the mando's boba fit because he's not like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just, he's not. Logically, it doesn't make sense. Maybe there is some special explanation. I'm like totally welcome to hear it, but I don't think that he is an actual Mandalorian. And that's something I'm really questioning too is, is this main character, are they an actual Mandalorian? Oh, okay. um, because from the Clone Wars, they kind of like, not travel in packs. I don't think that's the right word, but they like, like they clan, have a big clans or something. Yeah, they have a yeah. really big emphasis on clans. So it's kind of weird to me. I mean, I guess if so much shit got destroyed, it's kind of weird to me that there's one just rolling out solo. 
Yeah. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, so yeah, it 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 does seem like there there are people. I mean, we're gonna have to get more on on Mandalore on on what happened to their home world and all that kind of stuff. I mean. I don't know. I, I know that Mandalorian armor is precious, right? We were reading, uh, gosh, this was a couple years ago. Was it uh, Was it Aftermath? Do you, do you remember there's the, the little tiny tidbit where they're on Tatooine and some guy. Uh, like uh, in Freetown. Yeah. And and some guy has, uh, he's walking around with Mandalorian armor or they found some or something like that. And everyone was speculating, is it Boba Fett's or what have you, all that kind of uh, crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So, so you know that it's precious. Um, and, but it, but it also feels real, it's like a, uh, it's so precious that it's it, it would. I find it hard to believe that that they would let it get into other you know in uh, people's hands or what have you, or it would it would uh, go to someone out who is outside of the clan or something. I don't know. I, I, I could, because the whole the whole piece. Now here's one thing. Uh, remember we saw in the in the footage uh, a part of the payment was Beskar. It was that metal that Beskar that they were sliding across, which I thought was really cool because that is. Uh, precious to Mandalore and just sort of a resource that oh yeah I didn't even think about that yeah it's something that the that the Empire kind of stripped their world for I mean they wanted that that um, that that resource and so it was cool to see them the Empire the Imperials giving that back and 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 really trying to get this air quote Mandalorian to to buy into um, you know what's uh, whatever the the, the bounty uh, is or or to seek down this this target with everything he has you know. So I don't know, but you you bring up an interesting point, and and to those folks who have read like the Bounty Hunter series back in the '90s, and you know that 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 stuff. I mean, like whether Boba Fett was actually a Mandalorian or not, like he eventually, whether he, he may just be adopted by them. I don't actually know the whole uh, story on him, but I know he eventually becomes Mandalore, though. And 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 like EU stuff, you know, that's that that's the whole other. Not I'm not talking Disney stuff. We're talking like way out there so that would be um so so that's that but i also hear you with with george saying to dave like no boba fett doesn't live you know what i mean because george had nothing to do with any of that stuff that was like yes it was all kind of approved um but we i often talk uh about the idea that, that if george were to have made the sequels all those books that we did and all that other stuff would have been tossed out the window and in his mind uh boba fett went into the sarlacc pit and died <laughs> Right? Yeah. You know? It, it, yeah. I totally agree. I, I'm of the mindset that, like, the Sarlacc was like, this armor, and then spit it out, you know, like it got uh, a bone out of a f- yeah. filet of fish it was trying to eat. I, I don't know. I like that. Um. Yep. Yep. That's that's exactly how I picture it. So yeah. clearly that's how it went. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. Okay. So, so all of that is cool. Now, like... The what we see, and I guess the question I've been kind of asking, I just want I like to get people's predictions, and if you feel comfortable with this, then uh, let's let's get after it here. But the like, who is this Mandalorian seeking? Do you do you have any targets in mind, or, or any, um, or maybe not even an individual person, but like the type of person that the Imperials would be sending him after? It's it's so secretive that they can't give him even a full like location or coordinates. I mean. It's yeah. Right? So my like when Laura and I first started talking about this about I mean, I guess it was almost a year ago now or like at least nine months ago. We were trying to think about the timelines and wondering if maybe it could be Ray 
mm. you know, that he's after or something that he's going for. Um, gotcha. I don't think those timelines quite match up anymore with right. now we know. Plus, that would just be way too obvious and yeah. be kind of a cop out, I think. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if it's something that if it's something that could tie in to the rise of Skywalker, but in a subtle enough way that it doesn't affect the it doesn't affect or confuse the movie viewers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe he is after Luke's right hand or the mm. lightsaber or maybe Zori Bliss will magically come into account. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought of that off the top of my head. That's yeah, like, not a bad thought at all, actually. <laughs> but I feel like there's got to be something that will be slightly referential. I don't think I, I. I really highly doubt there would be anything huge that would like, you know, in like enhance the plot mm-hmm, of Ep mm-hmm. Nine. Yeah. Um, but there definitely could be something like if he is, you know, just shit searching for anything that that's that could be referenced or could be useful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sith artifacts. Who knows? Yeah, th- there may be more than just like an individual person or bounty. It could be uh, this person has something. It could, it could be that we're seeking a person who has something in his possession as well, too. So, or finding that person in their location could lead us to something else. It could be way more uh, complex than just a, a simple track this guy. We want him dead or alive. Um, but whoever he is seems to be really important. And I started thinking about like Lor Santeca a little bit and some of these guys who were going around like uh whether they're in the in the Church of the Forest or they're like collectors, right? We get that book the that's coming out. Acolytes. Yeah, the acolytes yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, He's, that just started crossing my mind. You know, like there are so many people that he could try going after and I'm just I'm curious to see what's gonna be new versus what what's going to be referential i guess mm-hmm. yeah well and, and i was thinking uh as well you know we uh operation cinder or whatever with you know palpatine's contingency plan it's mm-hmm. like these are so i think they said the mandalorian is set like five years after i thought they said return of the jedi i think that's what john favreau said it's five years whether it's five years after a new hope or it's five years after return of the jedi roundabout there um and what's interesting about that is is that is this whole time period where we have a book series aftermath and we've got imperial holdouts obviously these guys are you remember in that footage that trailer uh the the stormtroopers helmets were on like spears or whatever right there it's it's definitely not a place where stormtroopers are welcome (laughs) yeah and i wonder like so i think the third book of aftermath is could be super useful to the rise of skywalker i totally plan on rereading it yeah but how long was that whole battle of Jakku? It seemed to have gone by pretty quickly, like not years, but months. Yeah, yeah, and that, that yeah, it was there was a lot of build up to it. Um, but yeah, it was what was it? A couple years after mm, took place five ABY. Um, yeah, five. yeah. What it sounds like is uh, that one character they introduced someone who's going to be a Grand Moff. And it kind of sounds like they all have control over their regions and are pretty much in charge of whatever 
troops that they're assigned. So the reason there would be stormtroopers is because they're just listening to their governor people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really does show that this planet is just like, fuck you. Like we're chopping off your head and, you yeah. know, like Eddard Starking it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. you know, yeah. and they're just kind of like, it just seems kind of like spaghetti western, balls to the walls, like gritty, and um, I, I'm just really excited to see what it is. I'm yeah. curious if we're going to see Pedro Pascal's face in it sure. because, and you were at the panel because I'd gotten the tickets mm-hmm. from uh, Jimmy, yep, and I was looking for you guys, but didn't see you, and we were all in the same fucking section, yeah. but. Um, I thought it was so interesting that Pedro was like, oh, cool. Who am I playing? And Dave or not Dave. Um, yeah. John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. John Favreau was like uh, the main guy. Right. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> you know, it was uh, such a surprise. Yeah. 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 That was cool. That was cool to hear him talk about that reaction. He walked into a room. Right. And there's. There's all these cool, like, six Star Wars characters. He's like, which one am I? And he's like, the main dude. Like, you're you're this guy. Uh, that's- yeah, you're fucking kidding me? I'm not a fly on the goddamn wall? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I think the cast they put together was, I, I think it's, like, very nicely diverse in many different ways. And... The only the only thing I don't know if I can get past is Carl Weathers because <laughs> all I can do is picture Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Oh wow! Oh god, that's funny. you know that's funny. It's it's all in the hips. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, say say it with me. No, yes. no, <laughs> no, no, no. You're trying to get it stuck in it. No, uh-uh. gosh, dang it! Don't you dare r- ruin the Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> uh. Cause, cause, I will totally ruin it for you. Don't worry. I mean, he he's you know, Carl Weathers actually seems like the point person. I mean, this sort of like a big, uh, like he's gonna. Yeah, be, he's the boss man. Yeah. So so that's that's pretty neat, uh, holding all the secrets and and things. Uh, HBIC. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Cool. I mean, I I'm excited for it. I it, we found out too that it's not going to be binge worthy. It's, it's it, it is maybe it's binge worthy, but it's uh, it's not going to be. Uh, dropped all at once, right? It's gonna be sta- It's gonna be staggered. Yeah. And that that to me makes sense. Like from a business perspective, I mean, if you think about it, say you're gonna have like Mando all drop November twelfth, mm-hmm. and then Clone Wars all drop February first. Mm-hmm. Well, you could just wait till February first, get a month, and then watch it all in two weeks or three weeks, whatever. And then be done with it for a while until the next thing comes up. Yeah. So this way they make sure you stick with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think for people like us, it's like great to sit down and like talk and speculate because we like to tease out everything. I do anyways. I like to really like think about what's going to happen next and look for all the clues that they left. And I, I just think that part's... Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that stuff's just really fun. So is the whole thing going to be finished before... Like, are they going to do like a, a, a you know first half of season one and the second half of season one and surround the rise of skywalker or are they going to get it all out there before the rise of skywalker how many episodes do we know how many episodes um, it is yeah i want to say that it, it has changed so the original release date for the mandalorian was october mm-hmm. clearly that did not happen and is not happening so it's now november 12th mm-hmm. has yeah. me now 
And I think also originally they had said 10 episodes because they're spending like $10 million an episode for this. And wow. it's since changed to eight. Or last time I checked, it has since changed to eight. Okay. But they are like dropping big bucks on this fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, that's that's cool. So, sometimes less is more. I mean, like you don't need to have like a, you know, we're used to it with some of the smaller um, TV shows and stuff like a, a 20, 30 minute episode and there's, there's 20 episodes. It's like I love the Game of Thrones idea that we're just getting eight compact you know big time episodes that are almost like miniature movies so that's it's oh for sure yeah i agree i agree totally is there anything like you're hoping will happen or any like Mm. weird thing that is current canon or current characters from the any of the trilogies that you're hoping to see yeah you know I, i i have always been a little bit mystified about like like I thought, which characters could they bring in from the sequels or the originals that would be kind of cool? And a younger Lore Santeca, I actually think you could do that. You, you could pull that off. Like if this is a bounty hunter who's hunting down things that are precious to the Imperials, that would be kind of neat. Uh, you could, uh, I think, mm, I don't know. I, I, I hope it has somehow, like some tie-in to they're trying to get something for like like a Sentinel, like like a like one of Palpatine's sentinel droids or whatever you know there was the Mm -hmm. like maybe they're hanging in this back closet and then at the end they they step out and whatever it is that they retrieved it was like the next order uh, or it was another part of this plan or something crazy I don't know that would be that would be cool I hope we hear references to like a general Skywalker or uh, some of our other big um, original you know trilogy characters Uh, Harrison Dula maybe possibly like just a just a oh, reference yeah. or like a name drop here and there, uh, even though we're we're on the on the outer rim, we're out away from the imperial or I'm sorry the new, the new republic uh, jurisdiction. It would just be cool to hear about some of that stuff, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, that's Sweet. that's I guess what I'm looking forward to. I've got no I have no clue what's going to happen, and I I don't know. I, I it just I just hope it's an epic epic story. You know that's that's really all I'm looking for and it sounds like it I mean it's, Kathleen Kennedy is like you're gonna love it you're gonna enjoy it and I'm like okay cool <laughs> hell yeah I'm gonna enjoy it yeah so <laughs> we'll see we'll see I'm I'm looking forward to it not setting my expectations super high um especially after resistance which you know it's just one of those things it's not for me but yeah. has its moments yeah. um but this just looks like gritty spaghetti western like darker stuff and i'm really happy that disney is you know like willing to go that route just like with rogue one how they fucking killed everyone oh spoiler alert they killed everyone (laughs) um my bad if you haven't watched it already then too late that's your problem that's right but um you know it's it's nice to know that disney is willing to take the you know, not happy-go-lucky fairy tale ending route. Sure. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm just curious about it, and I am excited to see it. Yeah. Um. Well, and and so, I, I, I have to admit something here as well. So when we were earlier, we were talking about um, the Clone Wars and and Mandalorian history and things like that. 
I have never been a fan of the Mandalorians. I've said it on other podcasts. I, I just I don't know what my my deal is, so I hate to even admit that. I have been, and I'm hoping that this show will convert me fully to the underworld and and some of this. Uh, maybe the crime syndicates might be referenced in this, but like whenever those shows, whenever those would pop up in Rebels, like you know Sabine was going back to. Um, reclaim mandalore and you had that that whole you you would do like there would be like two back-to-back episodes of of them with their struggle and all that i just tuned out i don't know what my problem was i just i wasn't into it as much and more and more my buddies uh here in ohio the mandalorian mercs uh rancor clan have got me uh, uh kind of helping me understand the culture more and why it's so cool and and all these different things that I missed. Because I guess when I was younger and re- reading books, I just didn't read. I didn't read a lot of the Bounty Hunter series or the, the Tales of Jabba's Palace and things like that. I was reading about Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so Right. That's just that's just me. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it, it will, e- even to a younger audience, right? So who, who's coming into this, like they, it seems like they, a lot of them picked up and they love the customization of Mandalorians and stuff. So you see him... In different armor, maybe he comes across to other Mandalorians. It, I, I hope it's just sick and cool and brings a lot of people in. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed them in the Clone Wars. They're kind of like blah for me in Rebels, but I thought they were super interesting in the Clone Wars and like seeing how they function is interesting and the way they use the technology they have access to and just kind of try to function as independently as possible and being as successful as they are in doing so is really interesting. Um, They're very, seem to be a very cohesive group, which is why I am, I think that's the biggest thing that makes me a little hesitant about the Mandalorian is, is he an actual Mandalorian? A, B, they seem to be, like travel in packs so mm-hmm. what did he do mm, yeah or what happened to him that makes him be by himself mm-hmm. yeah yeah that that's a good that's a good point that that's that's uh that, that uh, some of the uh stuff in the oh gosh uh i think it was the old republic stuff when things happen on mandalore or things didn't go right you they did tend to stay in their, their clans and their groups but you would always have the one random mando who was drinking in a, in, a, in a cantina and it's like what did he do he did something wrong he was he, he had dishonored himself or his uh he had brought dishonor to his clan and then was banished you know that type of thing so maybe you're right maybe something like that did happen that'd be kind of cool to get backstory on who knows it's a mystery yeah. we will find out in one and a half months thank Goodness. I think is that does that math right? Yes, it's yeah. In my book, it is. I, I math. Is. All right, <laughs> one and a half months ish. There, there we go. Good enough. All right. So now you, I think this was after a couple weeks ago. Matt Starwind and I did like kind of talk about the uh, Obi Wan TV show, and I think it was you. You and several people uh, were sort of like not getting on us, but guys, what are you? Are you? Why are you harping on this? Uh, uh, why are you down on the Kenobi series? And it it, it was it was so much um, so much so that that Matt came back the next week and said, like it's not that he's down, but it's 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 uh, or that he's down on it, but he just doesn't know how how it would work. What's what's it gonna look like? It, we we we've always had in our mind that that Kenobi has just been on Tatooine this whole time, and and so 
moving into that, it was announced right this past weekend. We had you know we had uh, yes. Uma McGregor walk out on the stage. He was there with Kathleen Kennedy. Oh my god! Were you losing your mind? So amazing! Yeah, uh, I kind of flipped my shit. So basically, <laughs> has like a a Valium. I watched that show thirteen minutes. Like reasons why, which is basically mystery porn. Yeah. Um, I was watching that to kind of like temper myself, but earlier in the day, there's this one podcast or Twitter or I don't know what you call them. Um, that was just like posting kind of fake movie posters, you know, like this that has the big word in the middle yeah. and like Star Wars and little lines up and down. Right. And someone had posted Kenobi and people have been talking about Kenobi for fucking years yeah. at this point, right? So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I'm watching this, you know, teenage show that I'm, you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm not embarrassed okay. to watch it. I just watch it. Okay. Anyway, and I was... um checking on twitter and then all of a sudden i started seeing shit about like kenobi 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 and then i saw my co-host laura had posted from the force toast account like it's happening and i was just like i couldn't even i was losing my mind and then i was like oh my god i have to have a video i like i have to see like video proof of this i'm like scrolling down like trying to find a video saw him you know, Herbie, like, play the music, you know, and they play Duel of the Fates. He walks on. He's like, Kathleen, ask me if I'm going to play Obi-Wan again. And then he's just like, yes. And then goes, woo, into the microphone, which yeah. was so fucking precious. And I just lost my mind. I I just start, I just, like, burst out laughing, but was also kind of tearing up at the same time. It was a really awkward feeling because my... I, I'm sure you can hear it right now. Like, I'm talking really fast out of uh-huh. excitement. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, like I have, like, a black heart of stone and ice. And I, I was just, like, laughing and tearing up at the same time. And I felt so giddy. It was, like, this time I ran into Matt Damon because I'm an idiot. So I just watched Rounders this one time. Uh-huh. And I was walking into a bar and not paying attention because these little girls had just walked out and they had the cutest little Ugg shoes. They were like little glittery dragon things. Yeah. And I was pointing out to my friend. I was like, oh my God, look how cute those are. Why are these girls out at a bar so late? That's fucking weird. Anyway, so I'm going in the door and I just like slammed into this person. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, like body checked them. Wow. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, of course, it was Matt Damon. No way. Wow. Yeah. So then I just, like, drank champagne and giggled for three days straight. Right. And that is how I felt just from watching a fucking 45 snippet of video, yeah. like, shitty video on YouTube. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, I, it was it was his energy, right? I mean, he was so happy to be out there. Like He like, loves it. Yeah. He wanted the setup. He wanted to be able to deliver that yes line and all yeah it was it was that was sick i i was uh shout out to laura by the way i was, I was following uh all of the activity on your guys's twitter feed trying to t- trying to keep uh keep up if you will and yeah it, one of the bullet points right was uh well this was this was you guys kind of recapping here but kenobi is happening alice cannot cope and then there's the it's happening yeah it, it was it was wild uh yeah it 
when she came over to record, because um, we, we alternate where we record. We're only a bi-weekly show. Yeah. And um, when she came over, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, and it was it was a good day and a good time. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. all things happy. That is awesome. <laughs> so my big question to you is like, I have not and I'm a huge Kenobi fan. I've not read the Kenobi book. Like I really, yeah, I have not. Oh my god! I know. I I literally it is queued up in my Audible playlist now. I remember when it came out, and I was just like, definitely, I bought it and everything. It's sitting on the shelf. I don't know why I never got around to reading it. Something happened, and then you know more books then came out, and I was like, oh, I got to keep up. Um, for some reason, it just got it. It got missed. And now I'm like dedicated, obviously, to go back uh, once once the Rise of Skywalker is over and 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 um, read it. But what? What are your thoughts on like it, what? How can this show? How does it work? I mean, how does uh, how, how, how what, what do you uh, do? Where does it take place? I mean, yeah, yo, you've got to read it. Okay, yeah. it was one of the first three books I read. Um, I've read about thirty or so mm-hmm. Star Wars books at this point. Yeah. Um, I've only read two legends, one being Plagueis and the other being Kenobi. And those were in the first three that I read. I think it was Catalyst and those two. Okay. I don't remember what order. But I think Kenobi, I like the way it's done. I think it's very cute. So I think there would need to be, I think they could use the basic premise of it, but kind of make it more adult. Um, I don't know how I'm not like a mm-hmm. creative writer person. Yeah. So I'm not the right person to ask, but yeah, yeah. I think it could, I think it could be developed to be a little more adult, but it, it is also what I, what, you know, Eric from the living force considers a true spaghetti Western. So it starts off, I'm not going to give away what happens, mm-hmm. but it starts off where, Kind of the very beginning is when he arrives on Tatooine and has baby Luke with him before he drops them off at the Lars homestead. Yeah. So, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, he knows that Anakin's new name is Vader because he sees in that security hologram of Palps being like, rise, Lord Vader, bleh. Yeah. Um, And then he's at a bar and, like, some news thing or hologram pops up that mentions Lord Vader, like, Vader and Palpatine. So then Obi-Wan realizes that he's still alive because as far as he's concerned, like, Mm -hmm. he thought Anakin had died and it was something that was just, like, eating at him, Mm -hmm. you know, for a really long time because he thought he called, like, his brother, like, he called him. Yeah. Um, so Obi-Wan goes ape shit in the bar with his lightsaber and just starts wrecking shit. What? You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, he just, he just like goes fucking nuts. Oh, And wow. then he's like, oh, gotta go. Because he doesn't want people to know he's a Jedi. He doesn't want to have to use the force in any way. He doesn't want to have to bring out his lightsaber in any way. Right. You know, so he goes, drops Luke off, and then he's spending all this time in his little hut trying to complete his mission that was given to him by Yoda to get in touch with Qui-Gon. It's very hard for him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he needs to keep an eye on Luke, and he's super isolated. But eventually something breaks, like his moisture vaporator, 
So he has to go into a little town and people want to be friends with him. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all these kind of cutesy things that happen. Um, In the meantime, they're having a lot of issues with Tusken Raiders, like stealing people. And he remembers how Shmi, you know, was taken. So there's, there's kind of that issue to deal with. There's having to deal with people and people who want to know who he is, but he really wants to keep his anonymity and doesn't know how to react to it. Um, you know, it, it's I think it's very fun and lighthearted. I think it could be maybe done more eloquently, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would be happy with how it is, to be honest, but I think they will pick and choose things from that. Yeah. And then, um, and then what I'm thinking for the ending maybe is maybe it'll just be something like, oh, you know, Maul's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just had a double shot of vodka soda with pink lemonade. Um, <laughs> like, like Maul's coming and you just see like a close up from the back of his hand igniting his lightsaber. Or something like I don't think they'll redo the mall Obi-Wan fight from Rebels, even though I was a little underwhelmed. Um, It does make sense like when you have someone who and maybe maybe you've done this, but I know that Laura has really studied it to an extent where she can point out this is how Qui-Gon moved. This is how Maul moved against Mm Qui-Gon. These are the moves Obi-Wan's taking like. I mean, she can go into every little detail yeah. of every bit and piece. So I don't think they would redo that or recreate it. I just think at the end, it would be like a light it up and then, you know, have that be it. And if you want to see the rest, then go watch Rebels. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that, that's kind of cool. I mean, so do, do you think then the whole series would take, like, he, he stays on Tatooine the whole time? He, he doesn't maybe leave or... Um... I. Yeah, I think he stays on tattooing the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like, there is co- some cool stuff. I mean, I was looking at just some of the cliff notes on this. Like, uh, there's some huts involved, as you said, the Tuscan Raiders. Seems like there would be different things that he could uh, be involved with, and then having to commune with Qui Gon and and setting all that up, and and just really the hardship. When you said the when if if you're telling me that we could see a distraught, almost like broken like it's almost like he keeps everything together until he passes on luke um to uncle owen and and aunt Beru. then after that kind of retreats he's there he's nearby he can sense the boy but he just breaks and then he especially breaks maybe when he hears that vader uh is still alive and by the way great great i was just talking to, to matt uh last week about like when did or how would obi-wan have known uh that vader was was still alive and you're right he does see him called Lord Vader. I forgot about that. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so that would really, yeah, as soon as he starts hearing about Vader, he knows, wow, he's, he's alive. I didn't kill him. Um, so, which, 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 in you know, it's like on one hand, he's, he, he's tormented because he did kill his brother. Uh, but he also, now when he learns that he, that he didn't kill him, it's like Vader's still out there doing all this evil. And he and Yoda both did not accomplish uh, what they set out to there. So that's just, yeah wild i mean so it's exciting i mean i am i am super jacked and excited for for this to come out and i really just want it to be 
I w- I've said it before. I wouldn't care if it's a soap opera. Him, you know, uh, with with uh, Kenobi walking around Tatooine. And it's just real simple stuff or whatever. I don't care if it's cutesy. I, I just I just want to see it. I'm just I'm just stoked he's back. Uh, so changing his name to Ben and all that kind of stuff. So I I just love Ewan McGregor. I mean, I like I would marry him in a heartbeat. Same. I wouldn't think twice. <laughs> Same. I mean, wow. I would like I would have quadruplets i would ruin my body to have quadruplets (laughs) with him if it called for it because i mean he could pay for all the plastic surgery to fix it oh yeah yeah absolutely or use the force as we know that he you know can do that yeah but that too oh gosh so get me a back to tank i'll just sit yeah there you go (laughs) it's like a jacuzzi yeah you know george lucas has one of those i mean yeah yeah back to jacuzzi back to jacuzzis for all we should market that. You really should. You should get on that. Uh, just make me your partner because you came up with that idea here. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right. Fair. Okay. Um, so cool. So cool stuff there on, on the on the Kenobi stuff. And we'll, you know, as we learn more about it, we'll talk more about it and continue to speculate. But now let's let's move into the rise of Skywalker. Uh, ah, right. Man, the, the, the footage. Uh, so Laura got to see it, right? She was there. Did you get to see the footage? No, no. Laura was Laura was still here. Laura's in Chicago. Oh, well, no, I mean like what, a D twenty three. Did she see it when she was there? Laura didn't go D twenty three. I thought she did. Yep. Oh my gosh, I was under this impression that she was there. I was oh man, I was so I was I thought she was like. L- oh no, we have a special trip coming up, but that's all I can say. Okay, okay, okay. And it, it is not D twenty three. I must have got uh, some of that some of that confused. Okay, yeah, because I remember <laughs> her talking about uh, being a little either jelly or something about one place was showing more than. Okay, I think I got it now. Got it. Well, okay, so then you guys both heard about the. Um, the special footage, right? That's what they're calling it, the special footage? Yeah, or sizzle reel or some shit. Yeah. And then uh, it came out available to everyone today. Or no, yesterday. Right. Oh my gosh, how is it already Tuesday? Anyway, <laughs> it came out yesterday to everyone. So that was that was nice that they let us all see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's some interesting um, tidbits in there. Are you down to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yep, I've got them bullet pointed out. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, you. Oh yeah. yeah take us through it then. Let's dish. I mean, I, I. Well, the only thing I want to say to to start it off is I loved the beginning, the little uh, montage or whatever, the little, um, you know, tribute to the other movies leading into this final thing. I thought it was genius. I loved that they did that. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. What I was surprised at is that they went in release order. So OTPT and then sequels yeah. instead of PTOT. Me too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that was that was surprising to me. Um, another thing I noticed is the music that we're getting in this reel is it's more of like that epic sweeping sound that we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, the prequel the prequel soundtracks are beautiful mm-hmm. i think they're the best hands down but they have like these huge sweeping songs like across the stars or yeah you know things that do combinations of them like love pledge in the arena um 
and we just haven't had that with the sequel trilogy yet i don't think mm-hmm. there's not like a like a big big thing that i'm really feeling yeah. so yeah i hear you on that yeah yeah the music and it's g- great mm-hmm. um and i'm hoping that that carries on through the film mm-hmm. uh let's see we get luke saying once again we passed on all we know a thousand generations live in you now that's nothing new yeah yeah um still a sick line what, though so sick yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh what i one of the things i noted when they were like going into the little saga clips is we only see adult Anakin once, and that's when he's getting married to Padme. And to me, that's a really interesting clip for them to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, out of Attack of the Clones, like that's what you're going to pick the very end scene hmm. that yeah. lasts all of five seconds. So I'm really wondering if Padme is going to show up somehow. Wow. You know, or, or, you know, Hayden Christensen. Um, yeah. because it, again, that's, that's the only time we see either of them. And that is probably one of the least popular scenes, A, and B, it's one of the shortest scenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we also see Vader being built and I feel like, you know, because we see the multi mask so many times that we know actual Vader will play a part of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you have any thoughts on those beginning pieces? Well, I I I, n- I hadn't really thought much about just the significance of them showing Anakin marrying Padme. I mean, I get that that's sort of how uh, that they have Luke and Leia, and this is that's sort of where that where that starts. But I, I think it's interesting you brought up that I, I would love a way to incorporate Padme back into this final, you know, uh, installment. Even if it's just a, a reference or a nod or a mention, you know, just sort of like what they did in The Last Jedi when, when Luke is talking about uh, Darth, Darth Sidious. And you're like, well, that's cool. He's using uh, that, that terminology was, was really neat. So I don't know if there's a way to do that, but it, it just kind of jarred me there to think that uh, it'd be cool to, to pay some homage there, if, if, if you will. Um, totally, totally. Yeah. But, but other than that, they're just, they, they, I think they picked some of the best scenes but then you're right so it's sort of like then they picked that and that marriage scene so you're like what's up with that why why pick that and i think it's just storytelling it's just a reminder that uh that those two right this is skywalker saga a story about this this family so yeah 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 it just struck me as interesting and and then we get into like the real stuff mm. i guess mm-hmm. yeah because it, it starts to yeah, it it starts to switch right to the to like the sequels, right? I mean, it's yeah. When we first hit our sequel trilogy group, they're just hanging out at a festival. I think the planet's called Pasana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our main trio: Chewie and three PO. Right, right. What we know about it, I don't know. Um, someone mentioned something about Ray having a rope necklace. Whoopty fucking do. <laughs> Who cares? Hey now, hey uh, now. <laughs> It might be big. Come on, Alice. It might be huge, right? I mean, this could be some special rope that was given to them by the Ewoks at Bright Tree Village. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's gonna protect from all the spells. <laughs> There's gonna be a magical shield generated around yep. whoever wears it. Thank you. Thank Obviously. you. Obviously. Okay. 
Now you're on board. And it's gonna have it's gonna have beads of like little butterflies and peace signs. It's yeah, it's you know it's the most significant object in, in the film. Okay. It's the visual representation of a Mariah Carey song. Oh god. So oh, god. um <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah. We have briefly Leia looks at something in the woods. Mm. Cool. Um, although I think in the actual panel itself, when JJ was just out there chit-chatting, he said Leia was at the heart of the story. So I am like super curious how he integrates her. Like, do you have any well, thoughts on what she'll be doing? I, I, I love to keep saying this and kind of hammering it home. I think when they originally set out to do this and you had, uh, the legacy, uh, actors, like I think it was set up to where it was going to be a a mother um, son showdown in a sense, and it was I mean raised there as well, but it was going to be like you know Leia was going to play a huge a huge role in this last film, and so it do, it does kind of break my heart that we don't uh, know exactly maybe what what story group the directors or whoever uh, ha- had uh, outlined here for for this last installment and it'd be interesting to see the changes that were made so we keep that in mind but uh yeah the fact that she's at the heart of the story i don't know that he keeps saying jj seems to say there's something magical that really took place in that he was filming the force awakens and they had extra stuff and he thought to himself i know how i can make this work and keep her uh as 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 a central part or or, or the core uh, or the heart, as you say, of this story. So that's awesome. I mean, he was even talking about her, uh, the book that she was writing and how she thanked, yeah. right? She thanked JJ the for- The Princess Diarist. Yeah. So, and he thought that was bizarre. I think he said this at the panel that he said that she, thanks for putting up with me two times or twice or whatever. And he said, really, they'd only worked on The Force Awakens uh, mm-hmm. and that it was kind of a, Carrie Fisher type of thing to throw something in there like that and then this and he's now air quote working with and and um, working through the rise of Skywalker with the footage they have and and everything so um, yeah I'm yeah. real excited to see what they do JJ stoked and thinks it's a sign and Harrison Ford is pissed as shit what, so, really I, I don't know if did you read that book no what oh oh that's no, I haven't read it. No, huh? Gotcha. Oh, that's yeah. That's the one where she comes out that she was banging him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> anywho, anywho, on to the next one. Yeah. Um. S- lots of standard rebel ships in a storm. We are getting a true space fight. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, that's good. I mean, although it looked like a lot of fighters, like a lot of fighter ships, and not a lot of like. You know, light cruisers or, or anything. I mean, where's where's the Moncala, uh, you know, warships? I, it just it looked like uh, again this uh, ragtag, uh, very ragtag group of uh, resistance members. You know, well, they were out of everything because Holdo ran it into Snoke's uh, yep. super dreadnought thing. That's true. Um, but I think only like uh, I don't know. So there are 400 people left before they started sending in or sending out the pods to crate. And I think the pods to crate only had 10 to 15 and only six of them made it. Mm. It's something very, very small because they all fit on the Falcon at the end, right? Yeah. So 
I mean, they have they have no use for a huge cruiser, essentially, and who knows who they were able to recruit in only a year. Yeah. And that's still shocking to me that it's only a year. I feel like they need at least three to build up anything of consequence, except for my theory, which after we get through this, I'd like to talk theories. Okay, got it. Okay. I hope you have some. I do. I do. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, all right. Sweet. So we see a huge ass fleet of old, like original trilogy Star Destroyers who allegedly have Death Star tech. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This could be the Sith fleet. Difference is their lasers are red, whereas the Death Star was green. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything. Right. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Finn and Janna, they pop right up in there. It seems like they're up around those Star Destroyers. It actually looks like someone else is flying the ship when you zoom into the picture. But who knows? Huh. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very curious as to what their mission is and what their relationship is. Yeah. Um, I'm also just curious what Rose is up to. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen anything about her. No, no, not much at all. She doesn't seem to be a, a part of that um, group that's going on this on this great adventure, this journey. And it seems like they come across, uh, is, it, is it Janna on the way? Or J- how do you say it? Uh, I think it's Janna. Janna, okay. Seems like they come across her on the way, right? I mean, it, I, or maybe they... Yeah, yeah, like they they run into her, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I do wonder what she's up to. Yeah, hanging out with the fleet or the the air quote fleet. Uh, that seems to be where she she's she works on ships. So I don't know. Leia's secondhand lady. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, what what is interesting is that I think a lot of them will get like promotions and stuff. I mean, that was what we saw in the originals. It was so cool to see Han go from captain to. Um, you know, gen- general. general and everything, yeah. And then you had Commander Skywalker. I mean, that was that was cool uh, to see them kind of rank up. That was so. Hopefully, we see. Yeah. Some of that. What I really hope that they don't do to her is give her the Jar Jar treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, yeah. like Jar Jar was huge in Phantom Menace, and then like greatly diminished in Attack of the Clones, and pretty much non-existence in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So I hope they don't give her that treatment. Me too. I, I mean, I, f- I, I find her very pleasant and, you know, whatever backlash would just really unfortunate and bullshitty. Yep. Um, so next up, 3PO sits up and he has red eyes. Yeah. Uh, I guess I got some thoughts and theories on that later. Uh, that that was a sick scene. That's, that's really... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I Wild. that's in my thoughts and theories as well. Okay. okay. Um, Ray throws a lightsaber to chop down trees, kind of like Thor throws a hammer. Mm-hmm. I notice there's a ball floating around, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if it's one of those training balls. Yep. Also, she's got a like strip of red fabric in her hand. Why? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, like a have you bandage I, or I something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Have you thought about that at all? Uh, not much. I saw it, and this was last night. I was talking to Lindsay, and and we looked at it. We noticed the remote too. That you, as you say, that the training ball that it's past the trees, and she throws it through the tree as if she can't see the remote, and she hits it on the other side, which looks really cool. Uh, so super connected to the forest. But then, yeah, what is she? Just have a, a cut there, or is there something significant to that? 
that wrapping and it's super bright red. So Yeah, I, f- I feel like there has to be something significant yeah. because that shit's like really unwrapped. You know, if that's a wrapping job for something <laughs> wrong on her hand, that's the shittiest wrapping job in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like you could fly a kite with that tail. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's just not. I know. Mm-hmm. So, and red, like that bright of red, is a rare color for us to see. Yeah, it's it stands. I out. mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's that festival thing on Pasana that could have bright, colorful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Where she would get one of those, like, training ball things. I don't know. Assuming that's what that even is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm hoping she, she just took it from, like, maybe the Falcon or something. You know, when, when um, like, Luke was using one, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, maybe, maybe she grabbed something off of there and, and took it with her is, is what I'm thinking. But, yeah, because that was a neat little reference. I, I You know, her, her going through some early on training uh, montage piece. So, oh, that's a really good point. I haven't even thought about her like taking shit from the Falcon. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, da 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 da. And then we have Ray versus Kylo in the water on a piece of some ship or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what I noticed here is that, you know, obviously I watched the. Real and press space bar like every half second. <laughs> right, yep. So I could see everything. And what was weird to me is that I could see Kylo's hair. Like you could see a big black mess like flowing in the wind. So that tells me he didn't have his mask on. But in the poster they distributed as like the official poster, yeah. he did have his mask on and it was like the red you know, melded together yeah. thing. So that to me is really curious. And I've heard rumblings about, you know, maybe there's like a Kylo impersonator who's wearing the mask. And there's so wow. many discussions about cloning lately. So I'm kind of like, well, why in this scene are we seeing him with the mask? Obviously, he could have taken it off, right? Right. So why in this the big promotional material does he have the mask yet the snippet we get of him i'm thinking he doesn't that's yeah that is something to consider that they could that i'm i'm sure okay it was done for a reason or maybe means something y- i don't know yes it was and see okay sometimes alice things like this happen to me and People say things and all of a sudden the force sends me like a vision. We got to come back to that because I just thought of a thousand different things. Not maybe I'm you know, hyperbola there, but like like an imposter. When you said imposter, like, wow. I mean, I've been thinking about clones. We've been talking about clones and, and people keep bringing that up. But this is I never thought about it in terms of like Ben Solo or or, or Kylo Ren. So because you're right that that, that why in the in the official poster is he wearing it and then here he's when we see it he's not it looks like he's not wearing it and also it seems like it's just a weird back and forth like when does he want to wear the mask when does he not want to wear the mask why is there is there a rhyme or reason to it uh yeah who's rebuilding it for him does he actually wear the mask again or is there someone else behind it 
Yes, that's a great question because he 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 destroys it. I mean, he's he's his whole thing is like let the past die. He's moving forward. It doesn't seem like he would go back and revert back to to wanting to wear that. I I, I don't know. Yeah, like who are the fucking hairy hands that like welded <laughs> back together? Yep. That's weird, that's especially because the empire is so mm-hmm. anti Yep. racist yep. essentially they only like human species uh-huh. to do anything for them so having like a humanoid i guess do something is not in their nature mm-hmm. right right overall yeah yeah that's that's interesting i i gosh now yeah we'll, we'll come back to that because i have thoughts on on kylo so we'll, when we get to our theories we'll circle back and think of think of something there so um Okay, next we got what, what, three more bullet points here? Yep, three more bullet points. We have Palps saying, your journey nears its end, accompanied by Vader's breathing. So that's that's a mashup that tells me that... I, I don't know if the accompaniment, accompaniment, whatever that word yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not fancy. I don't use big words like that. But um, I don't know if, like, Palps saying that along with Vader breathing is, like, if they're supposed to complement or contradict each other. Like, is Vader's breathing supposed to be kind of agreeing with Palpatine or is it supposed to be fighting Palpatine? Well, yeah. Or or, or does it mean nothing? Well, yeah. Y- your journey nears its end whose journey and then you hear vader breathing i mean whose whose journey is nearing its end is it are we talking about yeah ray are we talking about um uh vader is vader still on some journey anakin still have something to to finish this rise of skywalker or uh are we talking to ben solo kylo ren i mean yeah, but I mean, also last time we saw Vader, he was Anakin in a Force ghost, like winking at everyone from Bright Tree Village. So, yeah, but I have a feeling. I mean, like last time we saw Emperor Palpatine, he was he was heading down a shaft. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was he was he was dying. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I that's why they've got to twist it all around here because I'm I'm starting to think. Uh, if it's a battle of force ghosts, or there's some there's some force users working beyond the grave here. I mean, uh, I think there's there's something. I, so yeah, maybe he's not talking to Anakin, but I think Anakin is actually going to be a player in this game. I think he that, that he's we may actually see a force ghost. I used to not think that, but now with Palpatine coming back and everything, and this being Anakin's story, and originally it being a story about the chosen one, and then. Uh, his fall to the dark side, and then his redemption, and then the story of his grandchildren. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. makes me think. Well, what's interesting is Laura and I did a video about Maul and Rebels mm-hmm. um, for our buddy Matt in Australia from Blue Bantha Milk. Yeah, and Maul is the first. I think it's the first and maybe only time. That Luke is referenced as the chosen one. Maul says specifically, mm-hmm. "Is he the chosen one who will redeem us, or something?" Mm-hmm. And Obi Wan says, "Yes." And 
other than that, I don't think Luke's ever been referred to as the chosen one. I think it's always been Anakin centric. Yeah. So I I have no idea. I keep picturing like a Harry Potter style ending where like <laughs> all these force ghosts are like, It's okay, Kylo, we're here for you. <laughs> and then he's like, Okie dokie yeah. like yeah. let me go kill something. I don't know. Wow. Um That's good. But, That's good. <laughs> That's that's been that's been one of my slight running theories for a little while. It's not gonna happen because I don't think Padme could be a force ghost. That yeah. wouldn't make that would that wouldn't make much sense at all. But you know, I wouldn't pa- put anything past anyone nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So the very last part is the point of contention. Yeah. Uh. So Ray has a double a red double lightsaber. That flips out into a long thing, Madoodle, like Maul has, and it kind of looks like one of those meat thermometers, you know, because right. it doesn't actually connect. Like the two blades don't connect. It's just like she's got two things she could poke you with, and then, then flip it out to be straight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and then another thing people pointed out is that the blades are also shaky, like Kylo's. Yes, they are, right, yeah. Yeah, which says to me that the crystal is synthetic and that it's not a true kyber. um, Because true kyber blades, I believe, at least according to the Vader comics, you have to, like, bleed them Uh by taking one from somewhere and then like using the force to inject like all the evil you can think of into it mm-hmm. so and, and I really want to say Kylo's is synthetic maybe I just heard that or misunderstood or something but um, that's interesting and then also like, her general look and outfit I know a lot of people are talking about like whoa her makeup and her features look so different well that's called contouring and makeup like <laughs> You know, go in the dictionary and see Kardashian, and you can figure out what you can do with that real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. But it does look like she's actually wearing a dress. Uh, like it's, and I wonder, I'm like, what if it's one of Padme's old dresses? Because it's got long sleeves, but they're kind of like a sheer puffy sleeve. Like it, it just looks like she's wearing something more elegant than you know her normal just little like run around trader gear yeah yeah it does I, I don't know like so where um well i think i think what when we get to it like we, we talk about what is what is that a real scene you know is it, or is that is that really her <laughs> is that uh yeah, the, the, when you, when you talk about the garb and the actual lightsaber and what they mean, I think maybe before we talk about that, like, can we talk about what you think is actually happening with her there? I mean, is is that really Ray turned to the dark side? So I found a tweet, and I think it was from Pete Flutzer of Around the Galaxy, but StarWars.com had kind of their own little rundown and their own little description, and they actually changed it. 
really? um, after like an hour or something. So in their little blurb um, that is specifically about Ray having that red lightsaber, it says, and of course, the vision of a Ray with a reticulated red blade was nothing short of thrilling. Mm. Keyword being vision. Yeah, okay. Later, they amended it to, of course, the sight of Ray with the reticulated red blade was nothing short of thrilling. Yeah. So, to me, that was a flub up that they thought they were giving away the plot and had to fix it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. I I would think, though, I feel like a lot of people who who looked at that and saw that uh, were thinking... It can't be right. I mean, isn't that your initial reaction? Like, there's no way they wouldn't do that. That's, that's too. That's too extreme, and and they wouldn't show us a, a, a crazy turn like that, uh, in in a special footage reel. I guess I I just feel like that's what most people were kind of thinking. So, but you know, it 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 kind of has to be a vision, doesn't it? I mean, it it can't really be her turning to the dark side. That isn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It was the last thing I expected to come out of Sister Royal. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad that they ended up doing it just because it's like, whoa, I Yeah. It's just not <laughs> something we would have ever expected and it is going to definitely distract us from anything else we might care about trying to find out regarding the movie. True. True. Um but I do think it says a lot that Disney, like StarWars.com, amended the description so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so if it is a vision, or so it's not actually Ray, like who is seeing that? I mean, what is that? That's in the movie, right? I mean, we're assuming sometimes they put stuff in there that's not actually in the movie. Uh, I remember I was watching uh, John Boyega kind of talk about missing the day there on the set and wanting to see her dressed up in that garb and so it seemed like it was a quick one day type of thing so that was that was kind of telling i guess that he didn't seem like it was a major point in the in the film you know it was sort of like oh that happens it's cool it's sick make sure we're there to see daisy in this dark side garb and he i think he said he missed it and so then he got to see it you know during dur- during the reel and thought wow that's sick that's cool so that was telling but i mean is it still is it still significant though to see a vision of her. I mean, if she sees that, obviously that's uh, that that's that's t- telling her. It's warning her that, as I said at the top of the show. I mean, we asked the question: Is the dark side stronger? I mean, is is it more powerful? Is that something she's wondering about? Is she is she seeking more power and needs uh, to increase to help the resistance win, or what's what's the deal? Or, or is that Kylo seeing her, or Palpatine? Is it a clone? I mean, of her, is she going to face, is we going to see some Ray on Ray lightsaber action? I mean, thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that, like, so one of the things I maintain from the prequels is that Palpatine put the dreams of Padme dying into Anakin's head, knowing that was his best chance of winning him over. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I don't think that's anything official or canon. I think it, I think it's just my head canon, to be honest. Yeah. But I feel very strongly that that is what happened there. So, and my thought would just be that 
this could be something that Palpatine is manipulated. Um, hmm. okay. Either in like Kylo's dream, like, hey, she'll overthrow you, because we don't really know Kylo's state of mind. We know that he's the supreme leader and that he like got real fucked up by Luke tricking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we don't know much about his mindset, especially when a year has passed. And as far as Ray, we also don't know has she been like building up all of this aggression, you know, for the past year, or is mm-hmm. she just kind of having fun and doing a mission? Yeah. And not thinking about things quite so seriously yet. I don't know. Yeah. Um and another thing I found interesting that I forgot to mention is in the image, Ray has this really large ring on her left hand, I think. Yeah. That reminds me of Leia's ring. Sure. Um, like the big oval one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that I'm I'm very curious about how she acquired that and what that would mean. I kind of feel like having the good or the goodness of Leia would counteract the potential darkness. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and so no, everyone I've talked to about this, no one has said what you just said to me, which was that maybe Palpatine put these dreams or visions in Kylo's mind or whoever's mind. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot about just like another force cave situation or whatever, but you're right. Uh, Palpatine did sort of put those, um, dreams or visions or what have you, premonitions in Anakin's mind to help turn him to the, uh, to the dark side. He knew he, he, that this was a need he could kind of create in him. And, and the only place he could, he could fulfill that need was on the dark side. So yeah, I could see him doing something similar to, to Kylo uh, with, and also maybe it would make him hate Ray a little bit more and maybe want to destroy her because he's twisted in his mind that she's she's trying to take his spot or something. Yeah, I've, I've literally not heard anybody else say that to me. So that's that's cool. That's Yeah, she could be a threat. Yeah. I mean, wow, okay. Um so so do you have like is it, um we're going to keep going with the dark ride. Do you have other theories or anything else or what would what... uh, do you have any wackadoodle theories you like to talk about? Because I do. You do. Okay. Okay. I want to hear some of yours. What? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Um, so my favorite one is that the rebellion, I don't think they're going to be called resistance anymore mm-hmm. just because in last Jedi, you know, it's, Godspeed rebels, right? Rebel scum, etc. Resistance is just too hard to say and spell. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and um, not that I'm dumb at spelling, but I grew up learning everything <laughs> in French, and like yeah. the e's and the a's get confusing. Got you. So I think that because they only have a year, uh, you read the aftermath series, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know how Snap Wexley is very, very good with droids because he built Mr. Bones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you read Last Shot about Lando and Han being a little older? Yes, I did. Um, Okay. Yeah. So we know that Snap was on a special mission during Last Jedi. Uh We know that Lando from Last Shot got like really big into manufacturing and droid stuff. Right. Um, So... And then we also know from like a like a quick 
shareholder preview a while back that they're at an old factory or hangar of sorts. Mm-hmm. So my thought is that Snap's special mission, and Lando goes with him, is to find some old Trade Federation droid factories and get them up and running so that they can use the droids to help them Wow, number-wise to balance out the uh, First Order. Holy cow. So instead of a clone army, they're getting a droid army. Yeah. Yeah, they're going back to the droids. And could you imagine if they made a shit ton of Mr. Boneses? I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. They would be like the Gunguns of the new generation, but robots who love murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you just wow! I don't know if anybody else is talking about this. I haven't. I've been. List, I've been trying to listen to another podcast and and see what people thought th- think about these different bullet points you have listed here. So I think it was last shot. Well, uh, isn't at the very start of that book? Doesn't C three PO get there's some there's some um, that guy that was dismantling droids on on Utapa. He was uh, he was going nuts, right? He had all these cybernetic things. It's the guy that they're chasing around. Something happens to C three PO, right? At, at the start of that book, at the start of that novel, doesn't he like try to attack or kill Lando? Am I wrong about that, or is it was that, was that someone else? Uh, that sounds familiar. So I listened to it on audiobook, and I have a hard time with audiobooks. Yeah, and that's been a that's um, been a bit since I've seen that or re- read. Yeah, that. so so it's been a while, but all I recall is Lando getting into droids, and because he's pretty much in charge of Cloud City, he has. The resources and the, like, manufacturing um, connections to get shit like that done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I'm going to have to go look this up, but I I don't know why. I, I totally remember something like that like that happening, and, and it was, like, the droids were being taken over, and they, they were being uh, controlled and manipulated in a way that uh, was against, the, counter to... to to their to their programming and L three is doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So, anyways, I'll, we'll, I'll, yeah, I'll come back to that. That and, sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to try to find that because it was like an early assassination attempt, and it was bizarre because I thought it had to do with C three PO, but maybe it was a medical yeah. droid or something that was there. I think it might have been someone else because I think I think three PO was with Leia on like Chandrilla. While she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they were super, yeah, they're, they're always super mean to see through. But you're right, that's right. It was, it was, uh, I think it was a droid that was that was in Lando's sort of uh, uh, group there. Anyways, I'll look that up later and, and uh, maybe we'll, I'll talk about it next time or something or send you a tweet about it. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, all right. Um, I like that. That's a, that's a wild, wacky kind of, uh, well, not not too wild. I mean, it's wacky. I, it's out there. <laughs> the, the, if any part of it comes true, I will screech in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my hopes up. Uh, okay, uh, that's that's pretty neat. Um, wow. The the thing I saw. Uh, I saw. Uh, this was either on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, just below, you know that that image of C three PO with with the red eyes. Uh, yeah. It was like in in his hand, but they don't show you. Somebody photoshopped this. In his hand is uh, Emperor Palpatine, sort of like you know Commander Cody or whoever one of the one of the clones. Oh no! Yeah, kind of like hold, like Order sixty six, right? And it's almost like <laughs> like Palpatine had said something to C three PO that activated some uh, 
kill program or, or, or what have you. And I was like, that's that's ridiculous, but but also really funny and cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't. That's amazing. I, I, what are your thoughts on the red eyes? Do you have any uh, theories? Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I, 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 something has. It could be a, a, a maybe just a humorous thing. You know, a lot of times with, with C-3PO, there's just a lot of humor. Uh, we don't always know. Like like the whole we, we got a, a comic book and a story on the on the red arm and then now we have red eyes and maybe there's some uh, some crossing of of the wires. It looks like maybe he was just being worked on and he set up quickly and his eyes are kind of red and so it might just be something funny for the kids that he says something really mean and out of character and you're like whoa 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 fix that and then you kind of like you know turn it back. He's like oh that's better, but it would be sort of like well where how 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 is he's a protocol droid you know how does he have that uh that sub program in his system who put that there uh but also we saw him with uh, what i thought was in the the, the original poster what was going to be the original poster the uh bowcaster like chewbacca's bowcaster or, or he was he was he, he had a weapon oh yeah right he, like rambo yeah rambo shit yeah so i mean his eyes i don't think they were red in that i can't remember but but uh i i could see him maybe if something happened to a character he really cared about flipping a switch and, and doing something uh, crazy, although I feel like it'd have to be someone, it would have to be someone would have to, to manipulate his programming because a lot of times in the originals and even in the sequels, uh, his friends were, were in, in trouble and he was just, Oh no, you know, he was like, what are we, what, you know, R2 he's, he's, he's always like reaching out for somebody else and, and never flips the switch and says, give me, you know, give me a blaster and, and goes, goes nuts. So, Maybe they're so short, short manned or whatever. They 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 need an extra uh, gun in the fight, and they they sw- they do some uh, reprogramming on him and and get him battle ready. That'd be crazy. Yeah, he's captain of the battle droids. Yeah. Um, my thought actually is I was thinking about the title, and I don't know if anything official has come out, but um, I was thinking of like the rise of Skywalker being the actual telling of the entire saga. Mm. And the only person capable of that is R2. Mm-hmm. But maybe, and then I was thinking maybe R2 sneaks onto Kylo's ship or some, you know, somehow gets to Kylo. But maybe R2 plugs into C-3PO because he can actually verbalize things. Ah. So maybe he plugs in to like put all the memories in, and then he can tell Kylo like, "Hey, here's the dealio." Yeah, okay. Or even if he just uses him to kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, to intimidate or something, or to it's like a puppet tell a story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm with you. I mean, I think that was the idea for, that George had a long time ago. Was that years later this story would be told by an astromech droid by R2 to to someone, whether it was. Um, a shaman of the wills, or who, who who knows? You know, just kind of telling this this uh, Skywalker saga. Uh, so yeah, I hope R two makes it. We haven't seen much of him. We have no idea. I don't really know. We, we see him with standing next to Luke, uh, which was odd because we thought, why would R two be there? And if if he's a Force ghost, you know, unless he just appeared right next to where R two was standing, uh, or is that a flashback? Is there? Are we going to get more? Which. I did hear, I did hear that we are going to get like maybe a de-aged uh, Luke who is walking through a temple training or, you know, overseeing. Tra- really? I did hear that somewhere, actually. And it was, they actually, part of what I heard was that George, because I sometimes read too much 
how sometimes I go to the dark side and I I start to really look uh, up spoilers and then I get I get I get close and I'm like one line away from knowing what what maybe someone learned and I'm like oh, yeah, yep yeah I got to back off but I heard you know George came in and and they brought George in to kind of help with some of the reshoots or with some of the edits and things like that and I think they were working on a way to uh, kind of incorporate some of this young not young Luke but you know uh, a a a Luke Skywalker that people would really get. I heard there was an action sequence, actually. Quite frankly, I heard there was an action sequence with Luke Skywalker. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, sorry. And that's not, that's not spoiler. That's just, again, internet rumor. So I have no flipping clue. But I would love it. I would I would literally lose my mind. I would don't know how they would do it or, or why it would be appropriate or, or where it would be even necessary. But if if it is important to the story and they there was a way to kind of do it, I cool. I mean... So that's just yeah one of the things that I had heard there. So yeah, R two C three PO. Not so sure. Do, do you think both of them make it out of the film? Like a lot. Uh, yeah, I just hope for Co Bibble. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mixing things up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Okay. I mean, if they killed them off, that would be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a little. Yeah. Yeah. I uh uh Matt believes that uh, Chewbacca is not going to make it. Kind of believes Chewbacca's. I know. Yeah, and that's sad. A lot of people are saying that. I think what they should do, because, I mean, technically Chewbacca's life debt is completed and was completed in the Aftermath series, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I'd just like to see Chewbacca go home. He has a son and a wife. Yeah, that you know? that would be great. That would be great. I would, I would love for him to live on and kind of do his thing. You know, a couple episodes ago I was talking to Matt about that, and I could not remember whether his life debt had been because the whole the, the book is life debt and i could not remember if it had been fulfilled because we were talking about whether he still owed something to han and his family um yeah because han saved him in the second book he was like not frozen in carbonite but um he had been captured and was in this weird creepy boat prison that han with a whole bunch of other people mm-hmm. and han and crew uh, help him out. So I think technically, because Han saved him, it was over. But Chewie chose to stick with him. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, Could be wrong. Well, no, yeah, it's okay. There was a whole book dedicated to it, and I literally skimmed through it because I remember I was picking up Empire's End, and I was like, just kind of like, ah, I'll, I'll read the Cliff Notes, and I, I never really uh, had a chance to, to fill in that second book. So, um, okay, let me think here. Um, so yeah. Any other thoughts on? Uh, I, I do have a question. Something that, that's been that's been on my mind. The the star destroyers that we see this this fleet, mm-hmm. right? What is going on um, with that? I mean, is is that an actual imperial fleet, or is that something that we're seeing? It's a vision. I mean, if it is, how the heck are they unaccounted for? Is it in the unknown region or? Like, is that something that that the resistance can get access to and man with a with a droid crew or something or or some some type of um, some rig? I don't know. I think it's from the unknown regions because a lot of people have pointed out that those are original trilogy star destroyers. Yeah. And in the aftermath series Empire's End, we see that pretty much everything that can be gets shipped out to wild space. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ish. 
Um, so they have stuff just sitting there. And if you think about it, the rebellion when it first started and, you know, they mentioned in Leia Princess of Alderaan that, like, they had all these secret outposts where they were building and repairing X-Wings. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't there be the same thing for Star Destroyers? But there would be so many Star Destroyers and Palps had such a good contingency plan that he could very well have arranged for a good many of those Star Destroyers to rendezvous at the same point. Yeah. And the the running theory right now is that it's a Sith fleet mm, okay. um, that is somehow separate or has been on its own from the First Order for a long time. Like it's a it's a Palpatine centric specifically group. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I correct me if I'm wrong. Let me see. So the Battle of Jakku happens about a year and a half after the battle for Endor, and that's supposed to be Empire's End, right? That's when uh, Ray Sloan is there, Gallius Rex, and uh, everything just goes down. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called Alphabet Squadron, which is just before that, uh-huh. right? Um, really cool, really, really cool book, and it's about Imperial holdouts, the 204th, right? Uh, and they're tra- they're tracking them down. So it seems like because they mentioned Sloan in that in that novel, they mentioned that you, they wonder yeah. if Sloan will be the one to kind of consolidate everyone and get them together. But now thinking about the Mandalorian TV show, I think it takes place after the Battle of Jakku, and you still have Imperial, like an Imperial remnant or Imperial holdouts. I think so. Yeah. So. Part of it is a lot of people are just keep denying that the Emperor's dead. Like, they won't accept it. Um, mm-hmm. In Alphabet Squadron, they had their little mission because there were those little, pal- I, I call them Palpatine iPad faces. I don't remember what they're actually called. Mm-hmm. They kind of float around and give instructions. But Operation Sender started as soon as Death Star 2 exploded. So you have that going on, and Alphabet Squadron also starts around that time. Gotcha. Um, and then, ooh, losing my train of thought. So the entire empire is just really divided, and we see that in the first aftermath as well. Mm-hmm. And people don't know what to do with themselves. So there are the extreme loyalists who have those weird iPad droids around yeah. that tell them what to do. Right, right. Um, and then there are also people, a lot of infighting that's like, okay, I'm going to accept that he's gone because a lot of people wouldn't. They're like, oh, that's a lie. Sure. You know, yeah. so there are people who are like, well, I'm going to accept that he's gone and I'm just going to be in charge now and that's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, the other Imperials, they don't know what else to do. They don't know better. I mean, what are they going to do? Hop off a Star Destroyer, hope to get on another one that's maybe doing what a dead person said to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of, uh, their options are very limited mm-hmm. at that point, I think. Yeah, and, and and so all of that craziness that you're talking about, right, it comes to, it comes to a head, it comes to an end, if you will, at Jakku. And then, like you said, they kind of retreat to the unknown regions, and that's where, essentially, we're guessing, like, the, uh, the, the, the First Order will kind of emerge from. But I wondered if there was something else, because just with the Mandalorian being 
Uh, it says five years after the fall of the empire, and it says actually five years, another, another line here, five years after the events of the Return of the Jedi, which would put it past, you know, after the Battle of Jakku, and you still see Imperials hanging around. So, so, so the, as you said, remember there was, um, God, there was a planet where Erica Quell was going to, and there was this, this group that had just gotten trapped on this planet, and they were like holdouts, and they were, mm-hmm. um, I think they were like, like someone, someone was there. Like so, some of the, um, oh gosh, people on the planet had like captured these stormtroopers, and they were in like terrible conditions in this slave ship almost, and uh, it was it was really really bad. But they were holdouts that were cut off from the rest of the empire. So I wonder, and I, I'm sorry, I'm bouncing way around here, but it just made me think back to those Imperials that we see in the Mandalorian. They must be some type of holdout that did not go, weren't able to meet up with. Um, you know, Sloan and, and, and Battle of Jakku or who knows what. I mean, they, they must be, because of their location, way out in the middle of nowhere. But anyways, um, and then I'm just thinking about that, that fleet that we see. Like, I wonder if there was someone working over 30 years trying to put something together or if, as you said, when the Empire sort of retreats and, and they take as many resources as they can over to uh, over to, in, into the Unknown Regions... Maybe they did have some a stash, or they brought uh, ships with the with them later on. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a free for all. Whoever was in charge decided, hey, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna believe, and then the underlings just had like, yeah. I mean, what else are they gonna do? They're trained to obey their leaders, mm-hmm. so they're just. Going with the flow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, wow. Any other uh, crazy, wacky uh, theories that you, that you might have just uh, for for the rise of Skywalker? All that footage we saw. Anything lingering? Uh, well, the last one isn't really from the footage, but I've had a lot of people come up to me about or kind of mention, and you know, friends on Twitter kind of give me their theory videos about there being instances of cloning mm-hmm. or maybe raise a clone because she doesn't have parents. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe it's not a matter of being dropped off by drunks or something. Right. Um, so what I was wondering is Laura was at San Diego comic con. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Yeah. That might've been it. So yeah, yeah she chose to yeah. go to that instead of D 23. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't thought about D 23. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she mentioned that the Sith troopers were actually quite a bit shorter than all the others. Hmm. And also, I don't know about a word from this. I'm sure you do. I've had other dudes tell me what the right word for this was, but, you know, they're a little, like, hoo-ha plate. <laughs> the, oh. I have no idea. I got you. I know, I, there's a word for that? Yeah. Yeah, I got corrected by a listener once. And I was like, ah, whatever. I'm going to call it, like, a <laughs> hoo-ha or thingamadoodle plate. I love anyway. the obscure. The, no, that's great. There's probably a, a visual dictionary somewhere with it in Oh, that's cool. I'm sure there's a word because they actually, the funny thing is, they actually referenced Game of Thrones 
has the reason that they knew what the name was and oh, specifically wow. about the Dothraki. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> so their little plate thingy was much flatter than the rest. And I was like, mm, is that a chick in there? Like, why is, you know, why is the armor shorter? Oh. And why is it like, you know, Barbie doll flat down there? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I started going on this rampage, and I was like, "Oh my god, what if they're all clones of Rey?" And that's what she was seeing in the Force butthole of the Last Jedi. Holy hot damn! Wow, that would be that'd be instant. Now that is that's twisted. That is twisted. Uh, right. So huh. I I mean my theories are just t- I am not expecting any of them to be right at all. I oh. understand they are wholly ridiculous for the most part and will not be disappointed in the slightest if no bit of them is correct. But they're just fun things to think about. Yes. I think. No, they maybe. They are. They are because if they're called Sith troopers, I'm still stuck on this. Then they're like you know, Ray is has natural. It seems like she's built to be this conduit for the Force. I mean, they mention a clone army. I'm, that's that. I never. That's that's awesome. I love people coming up with like crazy ideas like that. So I mean, I kind of hope it's not true, but at the same time, if there's a way to pull, if there's a way to pull it off, then then cool. I mean, go for it. It would kind of. I want Ray to be special, though. You know, I want her to be like her own individual i mean not not that she wouldn't be if she's a clone i guess i don't know but i don't know yeah that's wild that's wild see i was thinking if she is a clone to go along with that theory like you know palpatine issues order 66 and he has already sort of put some switch in all the clones heads right so maybe there is some switch that says zoop she's now dark side i mean that'd be crazy so yes mm. Okay. Wow. Well, this was extremely enjoyable. I know you tried to deny at the start of the show that you were on the dark side, but uh, you, I mean, you have <laughs> you have been revealed, okay? I mean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, this is great. This is great. So, th- so thank you very much, Alice. Can you, uh, before you go, yeah. before we wrap up here. Uh, tell all, all all of our listeners and uh, and everyone where they can go find you. You're super active on Twitter, so you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I have always had a blast chatting with you, and I'm super excited about this opportunity. So I am Alice uh, on Twitter. I am at Slaya all day. That's Lay with an S. Mm. My kick-ass co-host, who wasn't able to make it tonight, is ShutUp underscore Laura. You may recognize her from the Star Wars Celebration Fatal Five Schmodown. Um, And our podcast is Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. We always say the last part because it does not involve bread and confuses people. Um, (laughs) So we're at Force Toast Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us, forcetoastpod at gmail.com. And we have a website that just kind of 
gives you a little bit of out about us, lists the episodes, and has links to, um, I guess, the most standard places you're likely to find us pretty much everywhere, and that is forcedtoastpod.com. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll say they're 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 fantastic uh, to to listen to, a lot of fun, and I really cannot wait to listen to your your latest episode. And like I said, I'll try to hit that up tomorrow. But uh, and and we'll have you guys back on hopefully if you'd like to. We'd love to have uh, Laura on as well, and and things. You you we both are kind of flying solo here uh, without our without our co-hosts. So next time we'll have uh, a jam packed uh, show for everyone. But uh, yeah. So anyways, um, it's been fun. Thank you very much, and uh, we we will. Definitely, uh, Matt would like me to say too. Like the, uh, if if you get on Twitter, folks, uh, look for the 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 back and forth. He loves to start a little something with Alice here and there and force toast. He likes to to go back and forth and and have the Twitter wars taking place. It's a lot of fun. So uh, <laughs> if you're not on Twitter, that's uh, get there. There's a lot of fun folks uh, over on Twitter talking about Star Wars. So. Team Cherry Pepsi. Team Diet Cherry Pepsi. My bad. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm a Cherry Coke guy. So, that, yeah, we were we were on opposite sides on that. Yeah, okay. Because we were talking Pepsi Coke and then we had the whole, yeah. Th- those are the type of, uh, you know, Twitter wars that, that take place. Yes. So. Very insightful, you see. <laughs> and mature. Yes, yeah. We are, we are grown-ups. Oh, God, exactly. All right. <laughs> oh, well again thank you very much we really appreciate it we'll we'll definitely have you on again for sure so um all right friends well we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace in our next episode we will be discussing your transmissions uh send us your star wars theories your origin stories send us your favorite memories from a galaxy far far away send us your dark ray theories we'd love to have some of those uh if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com We will see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.